Hello and welcome to Infinite Pixels. I'm your host, Jordan, and this month I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Ryan. I paused there like a fucking moron. <laughs> you want to take it again? No. Right, I'm just cool. going to keep going. Each month we come together to talk about a video game we think is fun, important, or just interesting. And this month we're talking about... Super Metroid. Superman 2 on the on the Nintendo 64. Oh, I, wait, no. I wish Superman 65. <laughs> but we're talking about Super Metroid. Last time we talked about Psychonauts 2, which was a great game. And today we're talking about Super Metroid, which is a great game. Uh, next week we're talking about uh, Donkey Kong Country 3. Good night, everybody. <laughs> That's the podcast. Uh, yeah, so Super Metroid, anything you want to say off the top? Any any ground you want to lay out? Okay, so my background on the Metroid franchise is, my first one is Fusion, mm-hmm. which came out in, I think, 2002. And that was Game Boy? Game Boy Advance. Uh, and then I, I got Metroid Prime on the GameCube. And I've played uh, all the rest of them except for... The like Federation Force like spinoff one sure. that nobody played, and uh, Metroid Two and the remake of Metroid Two on 3DS. You even played Metroid Pinball, right? Yeah, I played Metroid Pinball. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Cool. Yeah, my background with the Metroid games. The first one I played. We played on the podcast. Uh, no, actually, I had played Metroid Prime Three. Oh. Um, when it first came out, I never beat it because that was my first Metroid game. So I didn't i got stuck and i was like i don't know what to do um three metroid prime three on the wii yeah those games are kind of like mazes and all the metroid games kind of are yeah i just didn't i got stuck and i would circle back to it like once a year and just be like i'm a little lost i think in those games there's a hint system that eventually comes up after like 30 minutes it's like all right fucking moron here's where you go yep i was very stupid when i played those i mean i still am very stupid but yeah, I definitely was not in the right mindset. Again, I'm not going to blame you. Those games are hard, and, and this game is hard to know where to go. Yeah, this game was hard, but yeah, we played. I played three a long time ago. We played one on the podcast, and then we went right to this. We didn't play uh, Metroid 2, but there's a nice little recap at the start of this game that just sets up what the story is, and then it just goes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so... You're right. It, it's very hard. I don't know how long it ended up being, but it felt really long. I think my time clocked in at like a little under seven hours. That's that's longer than I was expecting, honestly. Uh, like eight hour game. I, I don't know why, but I would have guessed it was like five hours just based on it's a 2D side scroller on the SNES, you know? Yeah, I mean, I used the rewind feature a bit on some bosses and some platforming sections because I did 100%. But otherwise, I was just going... I, like, was using save rooms and died a few times just to be like, okay, like, let me see what this is like. Yeah. Yeah, just to get the experience. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I I did feel like, because I also played it on my Nintendo Switch, I I felt like a bit of a cheater um, playing this game in a modern sense because I could just rewind or uh, hop back to a custom save point that I had made. I didn't use it as much as, like, say, Kid Icarus or the original Metroid where I was like, I'm I'm not fucking going back like with a password or whatever. Like I was like, okay, like okay. I'm I'll just I'll live with the fact that I died here. Like it's the save room is pretty close yeah, yeah. to where I died from. I didn't really die on like platforming sections or fighting enemies. It was just like a couple bosses. Sure. Yeah, that that's when the um rewind feature comes in handy the most because if you're playing it the way it was originally released, like SNES style, um 
you die a boss, you have to go all the way back, start the boss fight over. So it's it's just more convenient to rewind 30 seconds or whatever. Um, Which you can't... This is not something like the original Metroid Arcade or Chris where you get hit and then it's like, okay, like it's fairly easy to just rewind and you can go back to like the beginning of the boss fight. Yeah. You get like, what, 30 seconds? And like in a boss fight, it could be like two minutes long. So you're like, shit, I don't have that much health. Maybe I should just die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there's something to playing it and getting that experience. Like, I can't imagine, uh, if I was a kid playing this game when it first came out, or even a teenager or an adult, without any guides online, without, uh, any, like, resources other than maybe a gaming magazine, this goes from being an eight-hour game to, like, a 25-hour game for me. Uh, oh, for sure. If that was the case, um... But having said that, it is like a better version of, of Metroid 1, and I don't think that's a controversial opinion, right? It's kind of like a, a kind of like a remake. It, yeah, it kind of, like, I was going to say, the first screen of the game, or maybe the first screen on um, uh, the main planet. Zeebs. Thank you, Zeebs. The first screen on Zeebs is almost like an exact recreation of the first screen from well, the first Metroid Well, it's the same game. planet. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Okay. I'm fairly certain uh, you go to the planet Zeebs because at the beginning... Was the voiceover in the original? Because they have voiceover. What part? At the very beginning. Like in the first cutscene. When the, with the recap? Yeah. They're like, the last Metroid is, is alive. Samus beat the bad guys. And know. then the text comes up. That's Samus narrating. I don't recall if I had voiceover in my version, which maybe I just missed it. Maybe I'm going insane. I I, I have no clue. I, I I doubt there was voiceover on the SNES version. I know the SNES had some voice capabilities, but it wasn't... I, I doubt that a game like Super Metroid would rely on that right off the bat. Yeah, I found it. A uh, guy born in, like, Detroit, Michigan. So there you go, Ryan. <laughs> nice. Uh, Don, or Dan Olson, or Austin, who uh, did localization for the game, uh, is one of the first English voices used in any Nintendo game. Hmm. Okay. Uh, he says, the last Metroid is in a captivity. The galaxy is at peace. That's how the game opens. The galaxy. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's I, that. I don't remember that. I must have just totally blanked that out. For I some mean, it, it's like two seconds. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, what were we t- <laughs> the so, opening of the game? Because oh, yeah. the, the, so the last the last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. I was expecting you to play it again. But I just I just closed out. <laughs> I just but, exit. I'm sorry. Uh, but they say that, and then Samus has like a a narration thing with a bunch of text that comes up. That's like. Uh, I grabbed the last Metroid, and I did a genocide at all the other Metroids, and the the baby Metroid thought I was its mama, kinda, I guess. Uh, and then I put it out of a science facility, and we're good. And then she gets, like, the stress call from a fucking science facility. She's like, ah, shit. <laughs> and she has to go to the science facility and then sees the baby Metroid get kidnapped by Ridley. Yep. And then she goes back to Zeebs. And that's where the game starts. And it starts in the same way that the first game did, where if you go to the right, you hit a wall that you can't do anything about. We go to the surface of the planet first, and then you can go 
and get more fall. Like, you have to go underground. That's what I'm talking about. The surface of the planet, if you go to the right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, but, yeah, right from the first screen, the game is uh, just conveying uh, everything you need to know through gameplay and environmental storytelling. Um, like, this this was shocking how um, well this game has aged in terms of uh, teaching the player as they play and telling the story through the environment. Like, there's no cutscenes in this game. Um, and it's a complete story. And, and it's a good story, too. Um, so, uh, yeah, right from the first screen, the atmosphere is, like, palpable. I don't know what they do or how they do it, but uh, just, like, the sound, the dark uh, visuals that you're seeing. The music in this game fucking rules. It's, it's amazing. As was the music in the first Metroid was great, but this, like, this is really, really fucking good. Yeah. Um, it, this is, you know... I, this is going to be a weird discussion because I just have nothing but fucking positive things to say about this game. I don't have super positive things to say about the p- controls of this fucking game. The controls in this game, the Super NES has what? L and R, the D-pad, start select, and the four face buttons, right? Mm-hmm. So the Switch has all of that plus like ZR and ZL. Right, triggers. And then it has an analog stick. So, like, it, you know, it translates. Um, but in, in this game, uh, for whatever reason, they made it so that L and R are shoot up and shoot down, like, diagonally. And I played Metroid Fusion first, and I, I don't think you have a shoot up and a shoot down down you might it might just be holding r um to look up and i don't think it shoots down because you don't really need to ever shoot down when you need to shoot down you just crouch usually in the other 2d metroids sure or you 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 know i think there is in some of the later ones just like a stop and then i'm gonna shoot down Mm -hmm. um because switching weapons in this and you have a bunch of weapons you have Missiles, super missiles, power bombs. Uh, you can get the X-ray uh, visor, grapple, and grapple, and all to switch to all those. You have to press the select button. And when you're in a boss fight, or you just need to like switch to something on the fly, like really quick to defeat an enemy, because missiles and super missiles kill enemies really fast. Um, and super missiles and missiles are pretty much used exclusively when you fight a, an enemy or fight a boss uh both of those can be like circumvented by charging your beam up but charging your beam depending on which one that you're using doesn't always i'm sorry depending on which one you're using isn't always that effective against a boss so it's more useful to just use your missiles uh and in a boss fight you also have a lot of shit flying around like projectiles or like smaller enemies hitting you. So like having to press the select button to go to missiles or super missiles. And then I only have a finite amount. Like the missiles and super missiles are your collectibles as well as power bombs and energy tanks. Like I only have a certain amount. So I have to make sure that I'm like spending them well. And then if I'm like missing my shots with missiles, like, there are drops that you can get from the enemies and the projectiles that drop in a boss fight, but, like, 
if I'm missing with missiles, it's still like, ah, shit, I got hit by something and I missed with missile. Like, now I have mm. to shoot something else to get something. It's a little stressful, it's, yeah. It's not the best controls to have to keep hitting select. And it's not just, I push select, and now I'm on missiles. And then I push select again, and I'm on my beam. It's, yeah. I'm on missiles, and now I'm on super missiles, and now I'm on power bomb, and now I'm on x-ray, and now I'm on grapple. And you have to go through the whole list. Yeah. And then you're back to beam. And now you're like, now I have infinite ammo again. It would have been nice to, you press select and it brings up a menu that it like pauses the game, uh, select your upgrade, click it, and then takes you back into the game. Yeah. Well, what this is like basically the same game as fusion control wise. Sure. In fusion, I think you just hold L. See, that's, that's probably better. Right. And that game even has two different, two less buttons than a Super Nintendo controller. So I was like, really? And you know what? I'll say too, I played on my Switch uh, portable. Like I took my Switch with mm-hmm. me to play this game a little bit. So the select button is at the top of the Joy-Con, the left Joy-Con. So when I wanted to switch weapons, I have to move my thumb very awkwardly up to the top of the Joy-Con to, to press it. I think... On the, the Super Nintendo controller, it might have been a little more seamless. It's a smaller controller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, on the Switch controller, at least the Joy-Cons, it was not uh, easy to reach that. It was felt awkward every time. And yeah. uh, I, you mentioned this, but do you... I always play these retro games with the D-pad on the modern controller. Yeah. I don't, I don't like to use the joystick. Just because I feel like it's, it's not, it wasn't designed around that. I used it for some stuff. Like, if I got grabbed by an enemy, I'm like, let me try to use the analog stick to get out of a grab. Sure. Because it might be faster. I don't know if it'll trick the system to be like, oh, you're moving faster. Okay. Yeah, that's that's an appropriate. I'll let it pass. I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... And I the controls in general, I think, are pretty tight. But it is interesting the way that it was designed. Um, like, because at the time... I can imagine that there weren't a lot of games to go off of as far as, like, reference for making Super Metroid. So I'm curious, like, honestly, I I totally agree with you that the select button um, is kind of awkward to switch between weapons. But other than that, I think it's pretty ingeniously designed, especially for the time. Like, uh, considering that it's basically the first game of an entire genre, I think they did a great job making everything pretty seamless. Yeah, they did a really good job. Um, I don't know the uh, it's. What do you say about Super Metroid? This is why I was like, you want to do Super Metroid? Okay, it's more so I just want to play it. Yeah, it's a good game. It's We're great. done with the podcast now. I mean, honestly, I think the the idea of doing a hold the button to shoot up and hold the button to shoot down was like the right idea. Like, I'm not sure I would have thought of that. It's it's it was interesting to see. Um, the emphasis on shooting mechanics in this game compared to Metroid 1. Because, like, in Metroid 1, you can shoot forward or, I think, straight up, right? I don't think you Yeah, can... you can't shoot down in this. You can shoot down as well. Yeah, you can jump and shoot down, too. Um, so this one, they were like, okay, how can we improve? That's, like, what you were saying. It's basically a remake of Metroid 1. How can we improve on what's already there? Give the player the ability to shoot at angles, to jump and shoot straight down... And then uh, to make it more interesting and more fun, they're shooting upgrades so that uh, 
you value the shooting more as a player, right? Yeah, I think Ice Beam was in the first one as well. Yeah. But like this, it was like, oh, I got the Ice Beam. Yeah. Oh, I got like the Spacer Beam. I got to shoot Oh, three I got the Plasma Beam. I got the Charge Beam. Fuck yeah. Um, no, dude, that was something I wanted to say. It was like, this game, I mean, maybe it was different for people playing it when it first came out, but me playing it, I felt like I was getting an upgrade like every 15 minutes. I, I was just like, oh, sweet, I can do this now? Fuck yeah, let me backtrack and see what I can do. Oh my god, I can do this? That's fucking awesome. Fuck yeah. Um, so I, I really liked the way the game amped up the power of Samus as I was playing. Yeah, I felt like I was like, okay, like I got everything like really <laughs> fast and then I was just like, when do I get the ability to do more damage against these guys or yeah. like these guys? Right. And it was like, ah, oh, man, I, I want to have the ability to kill everything. But I've also like I like the Metroid game or the later Metroids had a lot more upgrades. So this it was like weird to be like, why can't I jump in Morph Ball? <laughs> what the fuck? And yeah. then at the end of the game, it's like I got Spring Ball, and I'm like, cool. Well, going finally in, going into this like uh, knowing who Samus is, uh, I think sets expectations a little bit differently. I imagine in 1994 when there's only two Metroid games, people probably felt like getting the charge shot was like the end game you know like maybe uh yeah people were were just more impressed by it um but yeah definitely modern context makes me view like the upgrade system a little a little differently like uh i know i'm getting a super bomb morph ball at some point or i know i'm getting a, a grapple beam at some point so this game had a lot of the classic weapons and upgrades that I associate with Metroid. There's the screw attack, there's the space jump. Did you get the screw attack in the first game? Yeah, you did, didn't you? In the first Metroid game? Yeah. I don't think so. I thought you did. Maybe it's optional. Oh, I don't, I don't you, even remember. You get the speed booster. That was cool. That was you, fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I played Metroid Fusion, and Fusion is like is a direct sequel to this like at the beginning of this it says this is metroid 3 mm. and then fusion opens and it says it's metroid 4 Shoot. and fusion reuses a lot of the same sprite work or just designs because it takes place in a space station that's like the same environment as zebes mm. so uh and in that game there are like parasites mm. uh that are re creating the enemies um so you're like okay they also mutate into weirder versions of enemies cool so you see a lot like i would be like oh here's this enemy oh i remember if like it gets infected by the parasite from fusion it looks like this now and it's got like armor on this that must have been crazy for people who play this you know, back in 94 to play Fusion and be like, whoa, it's this, whoa, now it's got a fucking sick-ass armor plating on it. It almost sounds like you're describing like a fan sequel. Like, we're going to make a game that's a direct follow-up yeah. and builds on everything that this other game did. Yeah, and that game mostly, other than like Ice Missiles, it mostly has uh, the same upgrade path, except for I don't think it has, I don't remember if it has Grapple Beam, because I think it gives you Space Jump so you don't need it. The only upgrade I didn't like was Grapple Beam. Because I felt like Grapple Beam, I was like, this is not fun to like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna 
push myself down and then try to go and rope myself across the thing. And I was like, man, we've done this so much better, like, <laughs> in in more recent times. It It's not bad. Like, I was, ext- like, when they were like, you got grappled beam, I was like, this is going to be awkward. And then I did it, and I was like, okay, it worked. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. It's definitely... Feels it feels dated. dated, but that's the only one that feels dated. Everything yeah. else feels fine. But like you said, I was like, ex- I, I was expecting so much worse from a grab, but like it, it is not too finicky. And they do a fancy thing, which I was not expecting, where you use grapple beam on like side platforms. Yeah, where yeah. then you could grapple on like the side of these platforms and like go up a slope. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about like when I was playing this game. It, I, that kind of stuff, using the grapple beam on side platforms, it's like, I, you know, who invents a game mechanic and then thinks of ways to add to it in the game that they introduce it in? You know what I mean? Like, I, it just felt so uh, intuitive. This game is is a fucking masterpiece. Like, I, 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 this is not a hot take or new ground, and I know, I don't mean to Whoa. be so circular, but like Ryan, everybody would says, would you say this is a ten out of ten? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey guys, today we're playing the SNES classic Super Metroid. Hi Ryan, I'm your editor, uh, Jordan Havlick, and I am gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk to you. You're gonna give Super Metroid a ten out of ten. Um, we're infinite pixels. <laughs> it's a we uh, we only have like. A few tens we can give out of here. <laughs> okay. If you give Super Metroid a ten out of ten, what are we gonna give Alan Wake two? <laughs> we can't give two. We in can't one give year. two in one year. So we have to delay the Alan Wake review by three years. <laughs> We're ten tens in debt. Uh, but no, it like costs I... fifty dollars to print every two, <laughs> and we don't even have any ads on this thing. Uh, every ten. Every ten we give, we yeah, we have to pay the ten tax. No, um, I mean, this game is a 10. Like, I, I, a lot of people, as I was watching videos to prepare for this discussion, it was just people being like, this game's fucking awesome. And I was like, you know what? They're right. It is fucking awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, would you agree? Is this a 10 out of 10? Game? I give it a 9 because of the controls, but otherwise, yeah. But I, I, I think in 1994, this is a 10 out of 10. In 2024, if it's a 9 out of 10, then I think that's that. Is Even in '94, I probably would have been like, "Why the fuck do I have to switch to these stupid weapons?" Sure. Uh, you know, I didn't even realize that though. It's the 30th anniversary of this game this year. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's aged impeccably. Even the animation, dude. Did you notice mm-hmm. when Samus like turns? It's like a full 3D yeah. uh, model with pixels. Dude, when I was like learning to wall jump, like, and then I looked online, and they're like. You have to press it when she, like, puts herself against the wall. Yeah, and it's she like... shoulders the wall. Oh! <laughs> duh! Everybody else does that now. Yeah. But they yeah. don't do it in one frame. They do it in, like, a bunch. It's literally one frame, yeah. <laughs> now, wall jumping is the worst mechanic in the game by by far. Um, but Well, it's, you, it's not required. Mm-hmm. But, it, again, what you're saying about, like... Really intuitive design. They have the little creatures teach you all the moves. Yes, it was so cool, and it, even that I wasn't expecting that. Like I did, you do uh, go, go ahead. Um, I think I know what you're going to ask, but I 
not overly familiar with Metroid games, but like this game that's hailed as like the greatest game on the SNES and one of the best games of all time. I wasn't expecting like this cute little moment where these little guys come in and show me a wall. The little monkey man. Especially because every alien I had seen before that was a horrible monster. So mm-hmm. like these little uh, monkey boys come in and just hop around and I'm like, oh my god, this is the best game of all time. That's crazy. But then I couldn't fucking get in that stupid hole so I was really frustrated. But it's yeah. fine. There was a couple, talk about frustration. There was one part uh, this is probably a, a skill issue on my end, but I swear to God, I didn't know I had a dash button until I got to a part. Oh, I didn't, I had to look it up. Apparently people are like, it's new bridge because people don't know that there's a dash button. Like, fuck you. And yeah. I was, I was like, I, what am I supposed to do here? I can't walk. I can't like, walk. It's like, oh, well, toast buttons. I'm like, <laughs> all I need to do is jump and shoot. Why do I need to run? Yeah. Well, I'm, the thing is. I, I have no reason to hold a button down and then move. Like well, that's that's so not how players I think. Believe in fusion when you get speed boost, you've never had the ability to run before. So when they go, you got speed boost, that's the first time that you can move faster, so it's like uh, hold B to use speed booster. That would have been better, yeah. That's a better instead, like there's no the other thing is there's no reason for me as a player to want to move fast because I'm proceeding with caution. Like, I'm exploring yeah. an alien world, so why would I think to hold B and run? Like, Speed Booster is the only time, like, I want to run fast. There are, again, like, that bridge that you want to get over because there are platforms that fall. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like, you kind of just want to go at your own pace. Yeah, and it's it's there's nothing before that to really, like, telegraph to that to you. So, uh, that's a legitimate flaw. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest game of all time? Mm, I don't think so. I'm gonna dock in 0.1. <laughs> no, dude, I want to hang this game on a fucking wall. Like, this this game... It invented a genre. I, that, that's the thing. Playing it, I was like, I can see how this game... I mean, the original Metroid invented the genre, but whatever True. you want this, this perfected the genre. But no, yeah. this this is the game that made the Metroidvania genre like this is such a well-done expansive game for 1994 and even by today's standards i can see an entire genre spawning out of this game ryan i think they should make a sequel to this <laughs> i did too what if they did what if they imagine that imagine if they, i don't know so so did did castlevania just like blatantly rip off this playstyle? basically hmm. well like symphony of the night has like stats and like items and shit um but it's basically the same type of thing. Like, I'm getting, like, bat form. And now bat form allows me to fly. Sure. Oh, now I have this type of weapon that can break these type of blocks. A non-linear 2D platformer. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I think uh, Metroid did it first. And I haven't played any Castlevania games ever except the first one. Um, but I'm just assuming Metroid did it the best. Uh, I played something tonight. It's good. Uh, I I think I'm not a big like vampire guy. Like I I like vampires, so I was like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like gothic shit, but I I was just like, yeah, I I don't have any nostalgia for it. Yeah. So I, I, when I played, it, I was like, that was good, and then I moved on. Yeah. I mean, it's it maybe it comes down to aesthetic preference. Like I think yeah. I prefer the aesthetic of Metroid, the kind Me of too. like deep space bounty hunter, Laser Geeker, like yeah, definitely weird shit that you're like, I don't know what the fuck this weird like eyeball phantom 
thingy cone head whatever it is. Yeah. Or like there's parts where you fall in the water and there's enemies underwater and they just look like ribbons. Like they don't have any really defining features. They just look like little weird fish things. Mm-hmm. And it's creepy. It's unsettling. Uh, and it's I love, um, we mentioned the story too. Castlevania, uh, not to, we're not going to compare this game to Castlevania. There's a whole discussion. But Castlevania famously has dialogue. What is a man? Yeah. Which are great. You know, those are iconic in their own right. I think I prefer Metroid style where you just oh, walk 100%. around and the game happens at you or to you, you know. And this really is like the only Metroid game that does that. Because Metroid Fusion has a ton of narration from Samus. Like, she'll go into an elevator, and it'll be like, here's a bunch of narration, and then you go up to a computer in between some areas, and, like, it'll be Samus, like, interacting with her, like, AI commander or whatever, and be like, okay, like, I'm reading a lot of dialogue. And Prime, I guess, would be the other instance of that, because there's voice acting in... Prime 2 and 3. Prime 2, mostly, though, is just a made-up alien language. And 3, there is there are people, like, talking in English. Yeah, I remember um, that. And then Metro Prime 1, it's all text logs. That's like the, you know... Uh, Bioshock has audio logs. Metro Prime has a shitload of text logs. Because you have the scan visor. Yeah. And that's how... They dole out information. You're like, I walked in a room. Oh, you look at this wall and it looks kind of cracked. It uses, uh, or you can find trace amounts of beryllium in it. And then you go and you pause the game and you look at your missiles and it's like, it breaks beryllium. You're like, okay, I guess I have to use (laughs) missiles then. That's kind of cool. That's a different way to add um, progression for the player. Yeah. It's not all environmental. You have to takes context clues from logs you find. Yeah, and you you see a lot of, like, actual, like, okay, we got in this room, uh, I'm going to read this audit, or this text diary of, like, somebody saying, like, we got to this planet and we're doing crazy experiments and we found Phazon and it's this crazy element that we're doing freaky shit with. We created a dark Samus with it. Yeah. Uh, Dark Samus wasn't created on purpose. It was an accident that came at the end. No, it's the end boss of Metroid Prime Primal. No. And then the hand reaches out at the end. It's the dumbest shit ever. (laughs) No, it's cool. The origin of of Dark Samus is fucking (laughs) stupid. I was just like, oh, it's just from the Dark World. I was like, (laughs) no, it's created from Phazon, and Phazon is from a planet. Actually, Dark Samus uh, looks exactly like Samus. There's a corrupted version of every world (laughs) in an alternate dark universe for Metroid Prime 2. Did you know Dark Samus is the first character to be in a playable in a Super Smash Bros. game that was not created by a Japanese game company? Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Because Banjo and Kazooie were created by a UK company, Rare, uh, but Dark Samus was created by whoever did uh, Metroid Prime. Retro Studios. Retro Studios. And Dark Samus was playable at launch uh, when uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate came out. And that was, was in the... Wii U. Wii U? She was in Wii U? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if she was in Wii U. Maybe she was. I don't remember. No, because Echo Fighters were introduced in Ultimate, so she wouldn't have been in Wii U. Um, or Lucina's in Ultimate. Or in Wii U. Uh, is Lucina created by... Well, no, I'm just saying... Echo Fighters are not 
Yeah, but the concept of an Echo Fighter, calling it an Echo, Echo Fighter, fighter yeah, was sure. introduced in Ultimate, and Dark Samus was an Echo Fighter. So Dark Samus is the first non-Japanese created character to be playable in a Super Smash Brothers game. Or the other DLC characters for for Ultimate. Uh, it was, or not Ultimate, uh, you know what I mean. Um, for Smash 4. Um, yeah. Roy, Bayonetta, Lucas, Mewtwo, uh, Corrin, famously. Um, I think that was it. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, just a little random trivia fact. You're welcome. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, back to Metroid Prime. Metroid. Uh, what? Super Metroid. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I said back to Metroid. Uh, we can go talk about Metroid yeah, Prime. Do you want to talk about that? Two I, tangents away. I'll talk about that game instead. No, uh, I was thinking about playing this game. Um, it is crazy that I can play this game that's 30 years old, and it still has games being made for it today. I think it's really wild to track the development of Metroid from the first game to Metroid Dread, and then I, I'm assuming Metroid Prime 4 at some point. I feel like that'll be a launch title for the Switch 2. Mm, if probably. not, I don't, I don't know when that game's coming out. Yeah, uh, that's uh, another discussion. But no, I, you're probably right if Metroid Prime 4 ever comes out, which has it's been in development for like 10 years? Since I was, I think, in college, so that would have been like 2017, 2018. Okay, so not quite, not quite 10 years, but half a decade. Um, well, they canceled development on it and switched studios. I count that as development time. Yeah. It's like, it's the Duke Nukem role. Yeah. Uh, but I really appreciate, I mean, maybe appreciate is not the right word, but I was thinking about how Nintendo has something that no other game company really has which is franchises that have been going on for multiple decades and still have games being made for them. Like, the original Metroid game came out on the Nintendo Entertainment System, and then this game was uh, defining for the Super Nintendo, and we still have Metroid games today. Like, it's, it's, it's like if they were still making, you know, I guess they are, still making James Bond and Star Wars movies 30 and 40 years after the fact, I guess they are. Um, it's just crazy. Like, there's Microsoft doesn't really have that right now. Sony doesn't really have that right now. Like, Nintendo's the only game company as big as they are that have been as big as they are for thirty plus yeah, years. Yeah, Sonic doesn't have like a console. No, yeah, anymore. Sonic has taken a different path. Sega's a totally different company now. It's it's just crazy to play this game and to be like, holy shit, this is a Metroid game that created a new genre. And Samus is still being used in video games today. Like, not many... And Nintendo has, like, five of those. Like, Metroid, uh, Donkey Kong, Mario, Zelda, uh, Pokemon, arguably, but not really. Um, but it's just wild that this game exists the way it is and has such a legacy. Like, I can't think of any other game series that really has these long-lasting legacy titles like like the ones I just listed. You know what I mean? Not Halo. <laughs> well, Halo... When did the first Halo come out? 2001. 2001? Metroid's from last century, you know? And we, we said Half this... Half-Life. Half-Life is from 97. They did, they did Half-Life, uh, Alex. VR. <laughs> come on! The, that's Half-Life Alex is definitely the Super Metroid of the Half-Life series, I have to say. 
Um, but it's just crazy. Like, this this game is so intuitive first time. Like, other than just being fun, man, I was playing it just really, really impressed with everything that, that it was doing. It's so good. Yeah, you said, like, the story, uh, jumping back on that, like, the, they tell you go down to this planet, and you're like, okay, I gotta get this this Metroid. Mm-hmm. And we didn't play Metroid 2, so we don't know, like, the context of the baby Metroid. I do know the story of Metroid 2. I don't really, because all I know is you go down, they slaughter a bunch of Metroids, you find a baby Metroid, it, like, hatches out of an egg, and then follows you around, and then the planet blows up. That is literally the story of Metroid. I don't think it blows up. You leave or something. Because in Fusion, you go back to the planet. And the the X, which are the uh, the natural uh, food of the Metroids, uh, is on SR three eighty eight, which is their home planet. And the the X infect Samus. They're like, "Oh shit, we fucking killed the Metroids and took away the species from its natural environment, and now we got the X, and that's a problem." Right. It's, it is interesting. Ecology is hard, guys. It's almost as if we shouldn't destroy things like hey, that. We, we're doing okay without the dodo bird. We're fine. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Uh, it's, it's actually it's crazy talking about that. Metroid 2 seems to be the most integral to the overall plot of the Metroid <laughs> series. Of the baby. Of, yeah, of any of the games. But it's, it's, it's the least talked about or discussed yeah it, it I mean, has its it's nice that they, that they made a remake of it so it's like all right we got the fucking story <laughs> fine here's the key point of it's the like, whole series it's like when they made fire emblem shadow dragon for us americans they're like here's the original fire emblem fucking <laughs> shut up now you can play all the other games okay fuck you what about genealogy of the holy war what is that i don't know what that game is <laughs> I i've never heard of it you lost it's like me. Mother 3 doesn't exist. Oh, I would love to play Mother 3. You know, it got announced on the uh, uh, for Japanese eShop today. It did? Yeah. Sorry, Americans, you fucking idiots. That is like... Black Consolation Prize. You can download, uh, like, icons for Earthbound on the U.S. Oh, that's cool. Store. That's almost the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely doesn't feel like a stab in the back. I feel like Nintendo's too embarrassed to localize Mother 3 at this point. Just like, uh, it's been like 20 years. Anyway, we're going to. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But no. the, the, uh, the story, we get, we get, uh, we save the, the baby Metroid and then it follows us mm-hmm. from Metroid 2. Uh, Ridley kidnaps it. And you're like, I gotta get the Metroid back. The story is not really, there's not really, like you, it's the same planet. So you're like, oh, like I've been in here. This is. I know this room. This is, uh, this is Mother Brain's room. Like when I saw yeah, Mother yeah. Brain's room, I was like, "Oh wow, this is Mother Brain's room." I okay. was I was playing it thinking like this might be a one to one recreation. This feels really like faithful to the first Mother Brain room. Yeah, and then you like Sorry, you're on. like still walking around, uh, and there's this giant statue. You basically just have to kill like four bosses, and then it's like okay, like you did it. Mm-hmm. But like. Uh, they even have like names for the areas. Like when you die, it's like it's the wrecked shift, it's Brinstar, yeah. it's whatever. And you're like, okay, like cool, it's awesome. And yeah. then, uh, and then, like when you get to Ridley, um, I was not expecting because I had never played this either. I was like, oh wow, okay, that's some environmental storytelling right there. Well, like when Ridley comes in, no, 
you fight Ridley and you beat his ass. Right, of course. Everybody that was watching and reading walkthroughs on was like, Ridley's fucking hard. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bouncing on his tail is, is a really uh, aggressive attack, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I beat him like so <laughs> The boss that was hard was the, um, uh, the one that you have to shoot its stomach. Yes. That one that you fight like Craig? underwater. Oh no, the no. underwater guy was really fun. Not Crade. Crade, I died like twice, and then I was like, I think I got this. Yeah, I got the pattern down. Yeah. No, the underwater guy was super fun. I was hard. like, fuck, this is stupid. Yeah, that was that. I that was a constant rewind thing mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, because uh, it would like do like sticky glue stuff on you, and then you couldn't jump. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I can't do it. And again, if I could switch to my beam, it'd be like, oh, pew 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 pew, I killed right. the projectiles, but it's like I'm shooting like one missile. Yeah. And I have to destroy the glue, but I also have to shoot missiles into it, up into its belly, so it's it's hard. And uh, you're walking slow during that fight. I had right? the gravity suit by then. I did too. Does that okay? No, I guess I that don't did. think you you can get there without the gravity I'm, suit. I'm misremembering then. Sorry, yeah, because that's on. the underwater area. But right. but anyway, uh, when you get to Ridley and you beat his ass, you go into the next room, uh, and there's the like tank that the Metroid is in that it shows on the title screen. Mm-hmm. So you've seen that before and you like go into the room uh, with it at the beginning of the game and Ridley like takes it and flies away. Yeah. Great uh, moment. Yeah. And uh, that tank is just like broken open. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> And you just like, you're like, okay, I guess yeah. I'm leaving. And especially in the context of 1994, if you, you know, no one popped this game in and played it in one sitting the first time yeah right? so people that were playing this game turned it on and off and saw that screen every single time yeah. they started it up and then you get to that moment and it's like fuck shit's going down um and i love that they don't the game relies entirely on you to see that you know it, what i mean that's that's the best way to do it i don't it. even know if you have to go in that room probably not you like i, I bet if you read a speed run walkthrough they're probably well speed running is different but i mean sure. just like because there are some rooms that it's like you have to go in. Yeah, yeah. So No, I was uh, using a walkthrough once or twice when I got really stuck. I shouldn't say once or twice like I'm some cool guy. I used a walkthrough probably like a dozen times. I used it a lot. Yeah, I'm not cool. Because I was going after 100%. So I was like, let me just... Okay, that's where the next upgrade is. Okay, that's where the got next it, upgrade is. Got okay, it. got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Oh, that's where the missiles are? Cool. Great. Great. Cool. Okay, moving on. Dude, some walkthroughs had me going into rooms just to get missile packs, which is like, okay, cool, but not really. Like, I, I would go through it, and I was like, like, I kind of just want to beat the game. I'm not trying to 100%. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed getting most of the missiles, except for some rooms where it would be like, okay, go with this room, and then you got to go and do all this bunch of chat platforming. I'd be like, but I like live for that stuff, and yeah, I love for sure. I love Metro games, so I was like, okay, I got to get this missile. This game is, like, pretty diabolical with the way it hides stuff in, like, just invisible walls. Like, some walls are, like, breakable, and some are just, like, no, it's just, that's not a wall. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, I just walk through it. Well, and that's even, like, the first Metroid, I remember we were complaining. Um, mm-hmm. Once or twice there's parts where it's like, you're supposed to know to bomb this one block. And yeah. it doesn't look any different from any other block. And you would have had to just been blindly guessing yeah. To be able to to find that block, like maybe there's ten percent guidance to guide the player there, but Super Metroid's way better about um, making it obvious where you're supposed to go. At least they have like an icon that'll be like, yes. "This is the power bomb," and you're like, 
I got it. But even then, there's times where it's like, what do I do? I don't know what it... Like the bridge that we're supposed to run over, little iffy. Get to Ridley's room, it's like you have to go down underground through Norfair. And yep. you're like, okay, I have to go down this elevator and then I have to bomb this statue and use a power bomb here. And then there's like one block at the bottom. I have to go through here and grab this thing. And it's like all this to like, and the only thing that you have guiding you is like, go to this room. You're like, I guess I got to go there somehow. And it's not just straight down. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to go woo, wibbly wobbly all around. A big resource though was the map. Um, mm-hmm. Really, again, really, really good game design decision. The room, when you bring up the map, the rooms that you've already been to are pink. So that is super, that was super helpful for me. That was nice, but also they don't, you go to map rooms and one, they don't put up in other Metro games, they'll put a map room in like the beginning area. So you'll be like, I made it to Brinstar. Now I go to the map room and it downloads, it downloads right, a map. Right. And it'll show almost everything for that area. And then if you, there's a secret area, when you get to a room, it'll be like, I'm pretty sure this is breakable. Mm-hmm. And over time, they've gotten better at that. In yeah. this, it's kind of just like, can't really tell. And then like as like sprite work has gotten better, it's like, that wall's cracked. Absolutely. That was actually one thing that I was using the rewind feature on the Switch for, is I would say, that looks like a place I could maybe blow up. And I would shoot a rocket at it, a super rocket, and uh, try to blow it up. And if it wouldn't blow up, I would say, okay. And I would just rewind and get my rocket back <laughs> and then just move on. Oh, I never did that because I was like, you get them so easily. You have so many. Yeah, it's definitely not hard to, to regather. Like, the game is actually really good. I don't know if this... I'm assuming the Switch version is the same as the SNES it's, version. Yeah. But, like, if I, was, if I used missiles um, or rockets or whatever... Um, and then I was just walking around and I killed enemies. They just drop what you have, yeah, what you was, need. Yeah. It was very fair. And there's and literally just like, here's a tube with a bunch of enemies that come out of it to just farm resources out of. Yep. Because there's no, re- there are recharge rooms, but they're very sparse. And I wonder if that was something that was commonplace with games back then. It was in like Mega Man X. Farming? Okay, cool. Nice. Because Mega Man X is is also kind of a Metroid game. Absolutely, yeah. A little more fast-paced. And I don't... Is there backtracking in Mega Man X? I don't know. I've never played it. But I know that there are, like... I have to go farm this item uh, in order to go fight whoever, you know? Sure. I think you get, like, energy to buy stuff? Don't quote me, because I haven't played that game. Something along those lines. But yeah, I, I this I wonder. This seems like the first generation of farming being integrated into gameplay to me. But I'd I'd be curious to look into that. Dragon Quest was a game before this in the NES. It had farming. I mean, it's an RPG. Sure. Well, someone There's do a EXP. So you know, can someone do a two-hour video essay on YouTube about the history of farming, please? Thank you. I'm going to need that on our email at uh, infinitepixelspodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. Next month. If you don't put it up there, we're not going to do the podcast anymore. Nobody (laughs) listens anyway. Shut up. Uh, If you don't email us a two-hour video essay of... We're going after you, Jeremy. Jeremy. You've had it too good for too long. Yeah. Fucker. Super Metroid. Did you have a favorite moment or a favorite boss? I mean, the moment where you 
run into the Metroid again. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's that's one of those. There was one or two story beats where like I was expecting them. I asked you, had you played this before, and you were like, no. And I was like, do you know about the ending? You're like, no. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's gonna be like, this is awesome. It was, it was really, and I knew about it. I, 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 this is like a classic gaming moment. Dude, I looked it up after the fact. I just watched it on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. when I was done playing. All the comments, uh, if you go on YouTube and just look up like Super Metroid ending, all the comments on every single video is like, this was the moment where I fell in love with gaming or like, this is the greatest gaming moment of all time or like just nothing but love Can and you praise. describe when you run into the Metroid? Because uh, at, at this point, yeah. if you've never played this and you're listening to this, you're like, oh, there's a broken capsule after you beat Ridley from Super Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool that they knew that Super Smash Bros. was going <laughs> to be a thing in the future when they made this game and put Ridley in it for that reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, first of all, if anyone listening to this hasn't played Super Metroid, um, definitely go play it. Like, just shut this off and go play the game because we're just going to talk about it. Uh, like the Yeah, we've been, have been doing it for an hour, but you know. <laughs> the, the one spoiler for this game is, is what we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, the ending of the game, you get to Mother Brain's chamber, which first of all, that fight's really cool because... No, I mean the part before that when you're going and seeing all the corpses. Oh yes, sorry. So um, there's a great room that's like all sand. And you touch these um, Chozo statues, or just like uh, what you think are figures or enemies, and they just like crumble away into dust. Um, so immediately you're like, okay, there's a monster in Something's here. Up. Yeah, what the fuck? But it's really cool. Like, dude, that's the stuff that sets this game up. And you fought like the the big Chozo statue before. It was really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like that's I think where I got was it plasma beam. It's the the It's like the last beam. No, it's screw attack. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where but, I got screw attack and I was like, that fucking golden Chozo boy was so hard. <laughs> there's a Chozo early on, like the first ten minutes of the game too. Mm-hmm. There's a surprise Chozo fight. Which is awesome. All the surprise Chozo fights that not I to detract. That's a Metroid Dread. You're gonna be like, I fucking hate fighting Chozo. I love any game that pulls the rug out from under you. Metroid Super Metroid. That Chozo fight, the first surprise Chozo fight that led into the Ridley boss fight, that I was like, okay, I'm hooked. This game's fucking awesome already. <laughs> uh, but but this moment where you reunite with the Metroid, you're walking through this room and everything's sandy, and they have these figures just dissipate in front of you, so you're immediately just on edge, like, oh, fuck, what is this? What's going on? And then you face another enemy. I don't. I forget what one it is. It's like a, it looks like a tactite from uh, Zelda. Sure. It's, and it just it's hopping towards you and shoot it, right. and you're not doing any damage to it. Yep. And so you're just like, "Fuck! What is this thing? How do I beat this thing? I've got to get out of here." And then, uh, does your health doesn't get totally drained? No, Metroid fucking swoops in metroid swoops in attaches to and it's what does it look like ryan it's huge <laughs> it takes up the whole screen yeah so again genius they have this little cage that they've been showing the metroid in for the whole game on the start screen it's just this baby little metroid mm-hmm. that's just like it looks vulnerable you know it's so cute it, it is cute and then you see that it's gone so you're like oh okay 
I gotta look for the Metroid now, or like it's around here somewhere, or whatever, or Ridley has it, or whatever. And especially, I'm assuming if you played Metroid Two, at the end of that game, the Metroid follows you. So maybe you're anticipating something like that, where oh, the Metroid is gonna be here, and I'm gonna rescue it, or something. But it uh, swoops in, attaches to this uh, enemy, and it's huge. It's like three times the size of Samus, and um, it holds on the enemy for a sec, and when it pulls away, the enemy's, like, brown skeleton. It looks like, obviously, it's dead. Uh, so it's, it's really... drain energy. It has had all of its energy drained. And then, the Metroid attaches to you. And so you're freaking out, like, ah, what do I do? What do I do? And you try struggling, you try You bomb it. Normally, you get Metroids off by bombing. Yeah. And then uh, they detach from you. You do nothing. You do everything. Um, you, I even thought like if I, uh, this will just be, I'll roll into a ball, it'll detach, and then I can run for a sec, and then it'll get me again, and I'll roll into a ball like some script thing like that or whatever. But it brings you down to one health, and then it detaches, and it makes like a cooing kind of noise, and it just like hovers around you, and it follows you through the room as you continue to the exit. It flies away, and you're yeah. like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, at the end of the game, you're fighting Mother Brain. She's back. She's back. It's like the same, like, room designs, too. Which is why, again, this game is like a remake of their original Metroid. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really cool, but it's also kind of like, why is Mother Brain back? I blew her up. Yeah, I was a little (laughs) curious what the lore behind that is. I don't know what the lore is, either. Yeah. I think it's just, again, it's like fighting... Like, uh, I don't know, uh, who's the main villain in, in, in uh, in Mega Man X? Dr. Gygus, or whatever the fuck his name? I don't know. Does is Chaos that... in the only other game in Sonic? Uh, not as a boss, the way he's in the first game. Okay. But it's, it's, it's like, Whatever. yeah. Who cares? It's, I get a, what it's, it's another boss coming back just cause. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I wish there was a better comparison, but it's, it's different. Like in Mario, obviously Mario is always going to fight Bowser or whatever. Um, in Metroid, the impression is that it's, it's like a story that you're playing. Mario just feels like it, the story doesn't matter. The world doesn't really matter. It's just one off fun. Yeah. I mean, it adventures. says it's, it's like a direct sequel to two. Right. You so know? you're, it's a little confusing. Like. Is this a different mother brain? Is it the same one that somehow came back? Is they should they just reconstruct it? Well, Ridley comes back in every single fucking game. At least he's it, in one. He's in uh, Super Metroid. He's in Prime One and Three. He's in yeah. And in those renditions, at least he's like I'm Meta Ridley. Yeah. You're like okay, like they rebuilt him, and then in Super Metroid, which I think takes place between. Uh, or Metroid Prime takes place between, like, Metroid 1 and Metroid 2, it's like, well, how come, like, Meta Ridley, is it Meta Ridley in, yeah. in, in Super Metroid? It's you, like, don't worry about it. I want, I want someone to explain the Metroid more to me in person. Yeah. I don't want to read about it on a wiki or something. But you fight Mother Brain. And I think my in my head, I was thinking, like, Mother Brain had some kind of failsafe that reconstructed her and now she's back or something so anyway you fight her and uh it's really great this this whole end boss is pretty much perfect because they set up 
that mother brain is the same boss as Metroid One, hmm. and uh, it's a brain in a jar, and you just shoot missiles at it, and uh, it's not that difficult. Pretty handily, you can um, just destroy mother brain, and then uh, one of the best moments in the game is when you beat mother brain and you're just standing there and you're like okay how do i get out of here what's going on like nothing's i just have to get out of here she just drops yeah and you're like oh i guess i beat the game (laughs) i was the same as the first game gotta get out yeah i guess and then mother brain gets back up and she's a big brain asaurus rex she's a giant robot monster it's awesome and she beats the fucking shit out of you, and it's a very difficult fight. Um, I don't know. Do you have to get to a certain point, or is this whole fight scripted? It's not scripted. Uh, I think you have to... You beat her to a certain amount, I think. Okay. And then eventually, that part's scripted, where she starts doing a bunch of damage to you, and you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck! <laughs> and it's, it's... I can't, like... Playing this game when it first came out in 1994 must have been fucking awesome. It must have felt like the most epic game of all time. Um, I said this about Psychonauts 1 when we Mm -hmm. played that on this podcast, that I was sad I missed Psychonauts when I was a kid, because I know I would have loved it. I know if I would have played this Super Metroid when I was a kid, I would have fell in love with this game. because you're like, I love the background of Shadow the Hedgehog, and I'm like, (laughs) Shadow the Hedgehog's dumb and you're like it's legit good (laughs) and then uh, this is like my like or not mine because i didn't play super metroid but like you know somebody from from 94 they're like i love super metroid it's like the bat the story and is legit good you cry at the end (laughs) and people be like it's a fucking metroid game whatever you like when you're a kid that's what sticks with you for the rest of your life and unfortunately for me, it's Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> but for a very lucky few people, it's Super Metroid. And I'm jealous of those people. Um, because this ending's great. The Mother Brain beats you down. Uh, you get your health down, I think, too. And I love the animation of you, like, trying to jump up. And, like, the animation of, like, Samus, like, just not being able to move and being like, uh, I can't, like, I can't get up. Yeah, that was, that was when I was like, oh... Am I supposed to be dying? Like, I, I was looking at Samus, like, what, she's, like, kneeling? What's going on? Like, I don't... Um, and then the Metroid swoops in, and it starts sucking on Mother Brain. And, uh, the baby. <laughs> drains all of her energy. And um, I, at first, I thought that I was going to have to fight it. But it hovers down to Samus and fills up her health all the way back up, right? And it gives her a fucking laser beam. A rainbow laser beam. That's sick as hell. Especially considering Mother Brain was shooting you with that same style Mm -hmm. of rainbow laser beam. But then... Oh no. Something happens, Ryan. Oh my god. Mother Brain doesn't die from getting her energy sapped. What happens? She gets back up very slowly and very coolly to the point where, like... As the player, you're like, oh, fuck, she's coming back. Uh, And she kills the Metroid. And it's really sad. Yeah. Uh, You think I would never be sad about this amiibo with fangs, but you watch (laughs) the Metroid die and you go, oh, he just saved me. I can't wait to play Metroid Other M and for you to be like, that was the coolest opening cutscene I've ever seen in my fucking life. In Metroid Other M? Because they remake it. 
Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, In fuck. full SD. <laughs> In the Wii's super high definition... It does look fucking sick. I, I I saw it in the trailer. Like Samus just is so fucking cool, dude. The, the fucking Metroid is getting blasted to shit. It's like, whoa, this looks awesome. Oh. It's sad, but it looks cool as shit. I have a question. Do a 3D remake of the fucking Super Metroid game. Okay, let's talk about that after we just rock through this uh, ending. Um, yeah, the Super Met- the Metroid saves you, and then you blast Mother Brain with its power, and you kill her, and you win. I guess that's. And it. then you have to fucking escape the planet. Did you save the animals? No, I didn't. You I fucking monster. I didn't even know I could do that until I looked it up online. Are you uh, a speedrunner? Did you save the animals? Yes. You fucking asshole. I'm gonna do it so I can give Ryan shit for not doing it. No, I don't even know how I was supposed to know I could do that. I forgot about it and then I rewound. Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> no, um... I was like... No, I actually got to my ship and I went, Wait. They're animals because they're in Metroid Fusion. This is a meme. Like, do you save the animals or yeah, do you yeah. kill them? And I was like, Where the fuck are they? And it's like, <laughs> You go down in the hole. And I was like, Oh. How was I supposed I'm to a dummy. That? Yeah. And that's, uh, people were saying the canon ending is that Samus saves the animals. They're in fusion. Yeah. Exactly. They're adorable. They're, uh, I'll show you a gif. I like the little ostrich one. No, I watched it online. Or you're saying they're adorable in fusion. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Show me a gif. I'm gonna take a sip. Not a gif, but just a, uh, a sprite. Not even a sprite work, just art of them. Look at them. Aww. Look at the animals in Metroid Fusion. Aww. It's so cute because they're clearly different species, but they're all buddies. In Fusion, it's like, oh, are they the animals? Or are they just ex-parasites that look like the animals, like they're mm-hmm. form? Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, it's the animals. Look at this. That's so cute. Look at that sprite work. That's amazing. It's so good. That's the best you, looking you, Game Boy Advance yeah, sprite work. They're so good. Aww. See, I you rescue them again. That, that's how good Super Metroid is. People remember the animals that you save in that game and want to bring them back, you know? Like, that's that's not... Th- this game, the impression I get is that, like, every detail is is extremely memorable. Like, I, every boss looks different from every other boss, but they all fit together. They all look like they're from the same family of characters, you know? The music is is this, like beautiful tapestry that's uh guiding you through the whole game you know it's it's just a fantastic uh piece of media um and its box art is fucking killer it has maybe the best box art i've ever seen uh what were we talking about uh i don't know <laughs> fire emblem path of Radiance. <laughs> oh yeah no that's right um you know i i wanted to say some just some you know Overall highlights for me, uh, I really liked the um, Crocodune fight. What's his name? Crocomire. Crocomire. I really liked the Crocomire fight. It's so cute. He, it was and weird. It's unique. Weirdly sympathetic. Yeah, it, definitely unique. I because all the other monsters that you fight, it definitely feels like they're attacking you. Crocomire felt like he was just defending himself. So and then he comes back at, at the very end. and He does a jump scare at you. That was so fucking cool too because this game pulls the rug out from under you so you don't like in the beginning of the game you do uh, a little mission and then it says timer like you have two minutes to escape the planet or whatever so i was like oh fuck so that sets the tone perfectly that this game is going to surprise you so when that crocomire shit happens like five hours into the game or whatever uh 
it's uh it's like oh my god i have to fight another form of this boss that first form was just like the the tri- but then it just the skeleton falls apart and you're like oh no i don't that's amazing <laughs> it, it was it was so cool dude it, it was, was a so nice cool. little moment it was a great moment um and uh we talked about this uh off camera so to speak but you mentioned that they've never used Crocomire in anything else. Uh, Put that, him in Smash. <laughs> Come on, guys. That makes me Cowards. Lo- I make his um, boss fight like a stage in Smash, the way that Ridley was in Smash Four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he's flying around the stage, and you can like, or like the Yellow Devil in Mega Man's stage. You could push him off. Yeah, do Crocomire on a, a Smash stage. Call it like Crocomire's Crocomire's Lair or whatever. Uh, but that makes me love him even more that he's only in this because um, he looks so goofy. But I loved that moment. Um, I also loved. Oh fuck! I had another moment. Do you like the the wrecked ship? I, that was probably my favorite area. Yeah. Because there's like weird like skeleton man ghost things that like come out, and you're like, I don't know what these are, and like none of the none of the save rooms work, which is interesting because you've never had like a moment. Where you can't use a save room. You're like, what do I do in here? And then you fight like a giant eyeball, like cone thing. And you're like, oh god. I guess I'm fighting this guy now. It was cool. Yeah. I I like, just the concept of a wrecked ship too is just a really cool idea. You know, up until now you've just been exploring a a planet. Um, but at that part, it feels like you're finding ruins, you know. This makes me excited. I want to play Fusion and Prime. I want to work our way through the whole Metroid series, um, leading up to Dread. Because Fusion and Prime are, are both really good, and both, like, Fusion, you'd be like, oh, okay. I get it. I get it. And then, like, Prime, you'd be like, I think my mind got fucking blown <laughs> to smithereens. I can't wait. Playing that when I was, like, ten years old was, like... <laughs> like what video games can be this oh, i'm excited i'm um, exploring a fucking planet and like going through like ruins and shit like if you're like this is like a wrecked ship the fucking wrecked ship and in, in prime you'd be like whoa dude <laughs> whoa well i'm so excited as soon as they announced the metroid prime remaster i was like i don't know when i'm buying that but i'm buying that um, so I'm really looking forward to playing that. I, I mean, after this, after Super Metroid... It was not a game for like eight years. Yeah, Samus's only appearance on the N64 was in Super Smash Brothers. W- would Prime be the next logical Metroid game to play? Either Fusion or Prime, because they literally came out like days apart. It was they, Fusion came out the day before the GameCube came out. Wow, that's cool. So remember when Nintendo used to do that, like coordinate Game Boy releases with yeah. GameCube releases? Because there's you can use the fusion suit in Prime if oh, you connect cool. to your Game Boy. That's so cool. Oh, I wish they still did that, but they only have one console. Um, how would you feel? I wanted to ask you this. Super Metroid is readily available to anyone with a Nintendo online membership, or you can pay five hundred dollars for the cartridge for your Super or Nintendo. you can just go pirate it who cares because the game is the same size as as a modern day text message so it's very easy to download yeah. um but i'm curious how would you feel if they announced if nintendo announced that they were doing a super metroid 3d do it remake do it you'd be in favor of that yeah sure cool. i got the original game i could play the original game whenever i want fuck it 
I've been wanting that for a lot of older games. Like, I don't want it for, like, like I don't care about, like, doing the original Zelda. Like, I think that would start to be, like, okay, this is stupid. But, like, they did that for Zero Mission. Yeah, right. For the original Met- uh, Metroid. Uh, and they added a bunch of shit in, in Zero Mission. And it was really cool. And it was like, oh, wow. Like, okay. Like, this is what this would be if it was more legible. Sure. If, if it had the full context of everything that gaming has become since yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, and it's good. And I've wanted that for, like, a bunch of other stuff. Like, you know, Fallout 1 and 2. Uh, can't think of anything else right now. <laughs> well, there's you, a you know what I mean. I mean, even, like, uh, maybe something like A Link to the Past um, could, could yeah. use an upscaled remake. I'm not saying it needs one. Um, but, yeah, you're right. As long as the original game is still playable and still exists. And yeah, I mean, they did that with uh, Dead Space remake like last year i was like do you really need to make a remake this game that's like 15 years old and then when they remade it it was like oh okay there is provided like new it was like oh okay like there are new things that you could do with this like the map is entirely like linked there's no like quote loading screen unquote you know and i'm getting like side quests and like isaac can talk and stuff so you're like oh okay there's like they added stuff in this it's not just like hey we we did a one-for-one remake we ported it over yeah that would be interesting if they did a remake of super metroid in that way to think like okay what can we build on what can we improve what can we uh enhance more so like i don't I don't know if I need a remake or a remaster. I need, like, an enhancement yeah. of Super Metroid. It's interesting going to Dread, because Dread feels like it got, like, a lot of a lot of feedback, or it got yeah. a lot of inspiration from, like, kind of Massacore-type games, like Blasphemous, hmm. or, like, Ender Lilies, like, stuff, uh, like Hollow Knight, where it's like, oh, like, okay, this game is difficult, and... Uh, those games got a lot of information, uh, inspiration from Metroid, so you kind of saw like a nice like full circle type thing. Well, that's the tricky part with making a new two D Metroid game. I imagine is the Super Metroid, like we have been saying, created a genre. So how there do you, you go? Yeah, exactly, exactly. How do you like follow that up? That's got to be a near impossible task, and also you have to meet the standard of the game that came before you, which is the game that defined the genre, but then address all of the advancements and different games that have come out in that genre since that time. So it's it's like, it really is trying to have your cake and eat it too kind of scenario. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, we don't have to get too much into it, but uh, Metroid Dread on a scale of like, amazing to great to good to okay to like very bad or fine or whatever... Where would you say it falls? It's great. It's great? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's, like, amazing, but it, it was like, yeah, this is really, really good. Yeah. Just a solid game? It's just a solid game. Cool. Yeah, well... Um, what about Super Metro, the game that we're actually talking about? I was just curious, because I, you know, I'm looking forward <laughs> to Dread. Uh, you know, In 50 years, because we play <laughs> once game, one game a month. It really does. This, you know, this Super Metroid does feel like a very special game. Um, this feels like the kind of game that people never forget. Uh, and I am really happy that we played it. It's been on my list for years. 
and I can see why it's such an important game. Uh, I can't believe you don't own it on Super Nintendo. Well, I missed the window. You know, I, I could have bought it in 2005, and it probably would have been like 25 bucks, 30 bucks. But now it's like three hundred dollars. To is it? Yeah, let's like is that much? Let's check. Oh fuck me! It's only like twenty bucks. Yeah, depending on what you want to get. If you want to get like one that's like sealed, it'll probably be like three hundred bucks with like a manual and stuff. But if you just want to be like, I just want the cartridge, it's like seventy, thirty, seventy dollars. Yeah. Well, that's not that bad. Keep this in because I want to know how wrong I am. Like that. Hey, that's good. Maybe I will buy it then. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, that it hasn't gone up that much. But it, it's like one of those games that was everywhere. It's not like something like yeah, like Mother Earthbound or Earthbound, where you're like, okay, no. nobody had this because it was just a weird game. That's definitely. I was thinking more along the lines of Earthbound. Those cartridges go um, for much higher. But uh, yeah, I. I guess I could easily buy Metroid and play it on... Yeah, the first one I see for Earthbound with all of it complete is over $2,000. Wow. And so, I mean, it goes down to, you know, like 200 300 sure. from there, but wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I definitely want to buy Super Metroid now um, or get a card of it. Uh, yeah, this, this is a great game. I'm really happy about this game. Uh, I think the biggest praise I can give this game is that it ignites uh my interest it ignites my imagination i want to see more stories with samus i want to see i want to explore more worlds through samus the baby you know honestly um so yeah i think uh i've always thought samus was cool but now having finally played this game it's like samus is one of my favorite (laughs) video game characters now is she gonna be your your new main in smash uh no but when i was (laughs) When I was playing Smash, uh, I was playing as Samus because um, I, I play Smash like almost every day. So while I'm pl- was playing Super Metroid for this discussion, when I would play Smash as a break, I would play Samus, and it felt awesome. Well, now you know where Charge Beam comes from. <laughs> yeah, I thought they just made that up for for Smash Bros. So pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, great game. I would recommend every everybody play this game. It's fantastic. It's a good game. Yeah. If you have a low threshold for difficulty or difficult retro games, uh, this is going to be a big ask. But if you want to play... No, dude. I I was thinking, like, my my sisters all grew up playing video games, but they would get bored with this game super quick. You know, like, I don't think this is... Oh, really? I don't think this is that casual of a game, honestly. Okay. Because I would recommend this to a lot of people but i suppose like if you're just like i don't want to i don't i don't this doesn't look like fortnite so <laughs> yeah i guess maybe that's who i'm speaking to like i i think it, everyone should play it but there's going to be a certain caliber of person that's like i'm stuck i don't know what to do i give up you know what i mean yeah it's a good game what a revelation <laughs> we've come across today yeah, God, I hope this doesn't piss anyone off with this hot take. Yeah, we both enjoy this game. I think the controls are sometimes annoying, <laughs> but otherwise I'm like, this is pretty good. Can I say something else? Yeah. Last episode we played Psychonauts 2, and I said that was one of, probably in the running, to be one of my all-time favorite games. 
And I think Super Metroid might be in the running to be one of my all-time favorite games, too. So, pretty... Well, it's, a, it's a good thing we're, uh, we're playing another game that might be like that, too, next time. I don't know. Can you imagine if we played three games in a row and for all three of them I was like, these are three of my all-time favorite games now? Well, we, I think we've got a banger next month. I, let's, I'm, I can't wait to find out. This is a game that you and I have been talking about for years, and I'm finally going to sit down and play it. Yeah. Uh, the next game that we're playing next month is uh, The Return of the Obra Dinn. Indeed it is. And, and we played Papers, Please, so it's again another game from a creator, another sequel. Oh yeah. Kind of. This is the year of follow-ups. Yeah. For us. We'll do Dead Space 2 eventually, I guess. Ooh, I no, we won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's for me. Um, Why? <laughs> I don't know. I heard Dead Space 2 is stinky. Dead Space 2, people say, is the best one. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that the one with the eyeball? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. That's the one you think that, that's not good? I mean, I, it has a tacked-on multiplayer that's bad. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But it's, like, the the characters and story and blowing stuff up. That's the one where you can... I think it's the first one where you can telekinesis limbs. Mm, that sounds cool. fun. You're like, hey, I'm going to rip off this guy's limb and then... Pin him to a wall. Maybe so, that's three, I don't remember. Sounds like a... It's good. What you just described sounds like my last family reunion. We're not We're not playing Dead Space 2. We're playing Return of the Overdent. <laughs> Lucas Pope. Yeah. Another, uh, another game. A game about uh, doing paperwork again. <laughs> but now you got a mystery. I mean, you had a mystery in the last game, but it wasn't just like really, really repetitive shit well no it is really repetitive in this but you're exploring an area yeah uh it's uh lucas pope is the game designer's name yeah uh i loved papers please really unique voice what i've played of overdin uh seems to have that same you voice played, like the first uh like oh okay yeah this is a moment i got to the first drop yeah yeah I got to, in Tales of Overdin, I got to the same emotional beat as in Papers, Please, when someone tries to storm the gate and they yeah. get shot. And you're like, oh, it, okay, this game might be more than what I'm playing. Yeah, oh, it's that. That's happening. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to the show this month. Uh, we already named the next game, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Thank you for listening to the show this month. Uh... Where <laughs> I wrote this fucking thing to have the fucking uh, next game in the outro, and now I fucked it up by naming it before then. Uh, thank you for listening to the show this month. Uh, Ryan, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at my YouTube channel called Nice Pants. N-I-C-E-P-A-N-T-S. Nice Pants. Right. Nice pants <laughs> you can find me at uh ironheart1183.tumblr.com uh and you can find us on social media like twitter and uh instagram and all that jazz and fun stuff and now blue sky's open to you so go follow us on there uh at podcast underscore pixels you can email us at infinitepixelspodcast at gmail.com until next month have a pleasant everything Thanks for listening.
That's it. No. <laughs> I have to... Every time I, uh, uh, I listen to a podcast, too, you can tell when they're... Well, when I listen to Remap, you can tell where they're like, all right, well, thank you for listening to the show this week. Here's my entire ending spiel, but they're good at it, and they also have to do, like... They do edits, mm-hmm. but you can tell that they're like, okay, like, here's where I'm going to do the outro now, and then they, like, blah, 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 and they don't do, like, a really scripted one like we do. Sure. Um, and, uh, and, like, people will be like, you know, where can you find us? Like, oh, what have you done this week? Oh, like, I've been, I wrote this thing on Substack, and blah, 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 you know. It's, it's so, it's funny that we're just like, oh, like, here's our outro. <laughs> yeah, all right, know. and go. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's the way we do it. You know, it works for us. 